Life Chasers. How y'all doing? How is everybody? You must be good because you're listening to us. <laughs> and if you're not, you haven't been listening to us. <laughs> so you need to get to it and listen to us. So who are we? Hi, everyone. I'm Brandy. Y'all already know who it is. I'm Jacine, Judy Jude, and you are listening to Life Goes On, the podcast. <laughs> oh, I like that. I just like the sound of that. <laughs> um, so today's episode, we're going to be um, talking about life after college. So this is entitled Degree in Hand. So we're just going to talk about our experiences um, following graduating from college. Wow. And, and it was a while ago, you know, yeah, in my head, oh my I gosh. feel like it was it was yesterday, but we graduated in the spring of 2018 mm-hmm. and it is the summer of 2019. So we've really had a year to marinate on all of this and all of our experiences. And now we're here to share them with y'all. Exactly. I don't know if it necessarily marinated. You know, I feel like I'm still <laughs> trying to figure it out, but we are here a year later. Scary, but, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like we have the S in successful, at least. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I really wanted to talk about today is kind of, you know, let's just jump right into it. I bet. You know, cool. um, <laughs> kind of, you know, how we define success after college, because I think there's, you know, a lot of pressure from society, family, um, a lot of, you know, we have really high expectations um, of ourselves and what we expect of ourselves Mm -hmm. following college there's just a lot of societal pressure surrounding you know this big this big day so let's let's backtrack how did you feel when you graduated in may of 2018 so for me um you know when i was getting ready for graduation i think it was in a sense um bittersweet like wow i made it i did it you know um I didn't do it alone type Mm -hmm. of thing. It was like a season of thankfulness that I was able to make it this far. But at the same time, there was an underlining like confusion of like, okay, what's next? Like I'm confused about next. What's next? Um, I had a felt like I had a lot of doubt and like what I should be doing next. Um, But then again, I had a lot of people around me saying that, well, like you made it this far. Like, no, you made it this far. But for me, I think, graduation was like not me making it so far personally that's how I felt and I think it's because of all the pressures as you said all the pressures that we have around us and everything but girl what I'm telling you (laughs) when I crossed the stage and I heard my family scream I was so happy (laughs) I was so happy Uh, it was beautiful it was beautiful how about you? No, I kind of felt the same way. It was really bittersweet. And I think because I was just really like loving college in the moment, like loving my independence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when I crossed that stage, it was kind of a lot of uncertainty just lingering. Of, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do next. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I actually tripped on the stage. Oh. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. And my cousin caught me afterwards. He was like, did you did you trip? What was I, saying? I was like, shh, don't talk about it. But I feel like that's how I feel about graduating college. You know, you're like walking yeah. out. You're like, yep, that's me. And then it's like, oh. It's a trip. And I, oh. It's a, and I, oh. <laughs> and, no, and that, 
that's how that's I chill. felt because mm-hmm. I think it kind of hit me afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just thinking about because we we took a lifespan. Um, class this past spring Mm -hmm. and they talk about like this concept of like emerging adulthood Mm -hmm. early adulthood so you're like it's this in-between stage of you're not fully you don't consider yourself to fully be an adult Mm -hmm. but you think that your past you know the the teenage aspect you you think people should put some respect on your you know things like that and then like you also have these pressures of um you know graduating from college finding a really great job i know haitian parents are like that really good Mm -hmm. paying job and then you know thinking about marriage and kids it's just all of these pressures and i'm like whoa i feel like i just started just left college (laughs) (laughs) give me a minute i just started like no i just started Mm -hmm. i think that's true um you said something like really important the fact that we're in this stage of like emerging like emerging trying to figure out who we are Mm -hmm. um trying to get that sense of balance between like okay like i am free i have you know gone somewhere Mm -hmm. i've done college okay like what's next okay like maybe college is not for me and everything so it's this weird like fuzzy area very in in between like very ambiguous and every time you know for me personally like every time i speak to people who are older than me they always tell mean like the biggest advice is that you know enjoy this time enjoy this time because you're never going to get it again enjoy your you know young adulthood this and i'm like i'm trying to enjoy it but i don't know what i'm doing right and i think you know with with our new generation adulthood is really being redefined you know with people getting married Mm -hmm. older on and going back to school that's something that we really didn't have back in the back in the day Mm -hmm. that's so true that is true. Oh, um, the president definitely told me, I'm going to say it so everybody knows, that I had the best graduation cap of that class. Your graduation cap was beautiful. We actually, so thank you so much. You, you know how in the on the first episode, y'all, we told I told y'all that Jude and I, you know, even though we seem like complete opposites, we really are very similar. Tell me why this girl walks out with the same... Um, verse as me no seriously facts <laughs> i was like did facts. you just <laughs> girl man that first brought me through through <laughs> high school it brought me through college again it's gonna bring me through the rest of my life you exactly know? the other verses too but you know philippians 4 verse 13 mm-hmm. sometimes you know i really feel like i can do it all through christ <laughs> because he strengthens me strength. amen all right moving on <laughs> Uh, so Brandy, like, why did you choose graduate school? Like, why did you decide to go to graduate school? First of all, I didn't know what I was getting myself into mm-hmm. when I signed up for graduate school. But say that again, um, so they can I did hear. not. I did not know what I was getting myself into. And for y'all out there who are in grad school, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so. When I was a senior in college, I was kind of in this stage of not really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, You know, I kind of can be a bit of an overachiever. So I remember in fall semester, I was like, you know, I'm going to apply to all these grad schools. You know, I'm going to go get my doctoral degree next year. I'm going to do all of these things. You know, I'm looking, researching all of these applications. And then I had some time to really sit back and reflect. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I want to travel. I want to do all of these things. And I feel like I can't do that if I'm held back by 
grad school. So I had a really nice heart to heart with my dad. And he was kind of kind of like, you know, what what the life of taking a gap year isn't all that it's cracked up to be. Um, and he was kind of like, I would rather you go and invest your time in school while it's kind of fresh in your brain. You're still really motivated. So I had a lot of time to think about that. And then, you know, I applied. I was really nervous. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was going to, like, get get in. I, I was just, I wasn't sure. And I kind of was like, let me just put it in God's hands. If mm-hmm. it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I got that call after my interview saying that I got in. And I was like, I think this is right for me. And then, you know, I fell across, like, this full-time position that Mm -hmm. was going to help me pay for school so everything kind of lined up to the point where it was like I couldn't say no Mm -hmm. that's good that's good Mm. amen amen wow I have to answer the question yes of course course. so um why did I choose graduate school oh Jesus so I was although I was graduating with a psych degree and a minor in neuroscience I was still very rocked and doubting if this was actually the best decision that I made Um, because I started out as a biology major and like my big goal was to become a pediatrician um, you know work in Cambridge Hospital that was my like that was that was my dream Um, but then things switched had a change of heart and so I graduated with a psych degree um, and throughout senior year I was trying to figure out okay like I have a I'm gonna have a psych degree but like what do I want to do with it for real um so I was very shaky on um applying to graduate schools because I didn't know what program I wanted to look for um I was looking at some colleges I mean some graduate schools some programs and I had talked to a few people but I was still very uncertain and since I felt I was so uncertain I felt like it would be almost a waste of my time and a waste of money that I did not have to pay in order to go to graduate school. So I decided to take a year and I was certain on taking that year off. I spoke to my parents. My parents were not for it at all. Really? They were not for me taking a year off. My mother wanted me to go into graduate school right away. And I had to speak to her in the sense of where like, mom, I know this is what my plan was at first, but like plans have to change because, you know, I'm in the process of changing and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, she let me take that decision at the end of the day. It was my decision to go and like decide to take the first, the gap year. Um, however, at the same time, um, I was talking to a few other people about the program here at the school, Regis college. And, my advisor at the time had told me something that stuck with me and it's the reason only reason why I applied to graduate school was she told me not to sell myself short because Mm -hmm. I was kind of explaining to her in the sense of where like I'm not where everybody else is like I didn't come in knowing that I wanted to do psychology um you know my my grades were not that great um you know I'm not walking across the stage with a 4.0 whatever you know um and so I was like, oh, well, I can't get scholarships or anything to afford graduate school. So, like, where, what do I do? She was like, don't sell yourself short. I did that interview, and I was not talking about psychology at all in the interview. I wasn't talking about, oh, this is the class I want to take. This is the practice I want to go into. I wasn't talking about any of that. Mm-hmm. I was talking about my city. 
<laughs> no, seriously. Like, I was talking about my city, and I think through me talking about my city and, like, my passion to, you know, some of the things that I'm passionate about, she saw something in me, and she was like, you're great for the program. I want you. I looked at her. I was like, oh, no. And so I think right then, it's something that you said, Brandy, is, like, things started to line up the way I did not think they were going to line up, mm-hmm. that they were supposed to line up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I'm here now, because even finding a position on campus like that was a struggle in itself a struggle times two because i felt like i personally went around the world and back to get something and the position i had was you know something that they created on the spot literally that's how it felt Mm -hmm. going into the position and you know even through it all you know i dealt with so much like this is this is a conversation for like another another (laughs) podcast honestly um but I think I dealt with so much that like I doubted every step like I doubted everything I was like oh well you know I had this position but should I have it I got accepted but should I be accepted you know all this doubt and then you know I kept going I'm just like a year later I'm here still so I feel like that means something Um, maybe God has his eyes on me always God always has but I but I want to touch on something that you mentioned is I feel like oftentimes we play, we tap into the imposter syndrome. Like we feel like we're not equipped enough. We Mm -hmm. feel like we're not good enough, all Mm -hmm. of these things. And what's interesting about grad school that I'm starting to notice is it's not about the amount of education or your grades so much as it was when you were going into undergrad. It was Mm -hmm. like you needed to have the highest SAT scores. You needed Mm -hmm. to um, be involved in all these extracurricular activities. But grad school is more so the application of your skills that's so true and i think you know with this degree i feel like i can do like anything even though (laughs) (laughs) maybe not everything but um even though you know we're studying counseling psychology i feel like there's so many different realms that i can tap Mm -hmm. into with these skills that i'm learning and that's what i do love about grad school that's true i feel like you're applying it in areas of your life that you didn't even think you know you could apply to which i think is the beauty of it and i think you know yes we're in the same field or like the same graduate school but Mm -hmm. like you know we have a cohort you know say like of 10 people 10 people who can go into so many different things so many things so it's it's a blessing it really is Mm-hmm. Um, so like what do you do now like are you, you like you said your position like so like what's your position girl <laughs> <laughs> so I am blessed to be in um, a graduate intern position only because like you said about like the affordability of grad mm-hmm. school is expensive yeah um, and you know those loans they're just they're just not it they're not you know um, but what I do now is I work in student affairs, the lovely student affairs. Um, so I work in a few different offices on campus. Um, I work really closely with the students, like accessibility stuff, conduct stuff, res life stuff, inclusive excellence stuff. So I do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. But li- like you said, you know, like I feel like even with working with the students, I'm like, am I your therapist? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no facts. Um yeah. Yeah. That's good, that's good. Girl, what do you do? So let me tell you, let me tell you. So I am, I work in the Center for Inclusive Excellence um, at Regis College. And the Center for Inclusive Excellence, what we are doing, I should say, our mission is to make sure that people of all, people on our campus, community members on our campus, um, actually feel like they're welcomed. And I mean, all identities 
all aspects of their identity are welcome on campus. So, you know, whether you're, you know, part of the LGBTQ community, whether you have a religion on this campus, or whether, you know, you're some kind of, people often say it's like some kind of different, but honestly, it's the center for everyone, you know, because we make sure that everyone who steps foot on this campus actually feels like they can step foot on this campus. Um, so we do a lot of like bias incidents, bias training, unconscious bias training, brave space stuff, um, you know, diversity inclusion work. Um, and it's it's taught me a lot. It's taught me a lot about higher education and the push towards, you know, actually understanding what diversity and inclusion is. Because I walked in thinking it was as simple as do all the students of color you know exists on this campus do lgbtq students exist on the campus and it's so much more than that so that's a little bit of what i do yeah and that's so important like the difference between like existing and belonging like do you feel like you actually belong Mm -hmm. here um that's that's so important but like with your job you know can you talk a little bit more about the extensiveness of your work and like how that like balancing grad school mm-hmm. and working full time mm-hmm. because it's it's something that a lot of people I think consider whether or not you're like in an internship position on campus mm-hmm. or in a role on campus or like off campus it's something that like you really have to consider when you're applying to grad school yeah so I balance for me period is really difficult <laughs> um that's real yeah I have I think the first semester was I would I think yeah the first semester was tough because I was just coming into this position trying to understand what this position was about but also at the same time trying to understand like my schedule as a graduate student mm-hmm. okay like I have three classes and in my mind I'm like okay like three classes it's not that you know I had six classes in um undergrad I can do this no <laughs> <laughs> three classes and the way they broke it down it's like literally like you supposed to, you should be doing work every day you know you should be doing homework every day you should be studying every day and they say it like it's normal exactly like, like like i don't have a life <laughs> like i don't have a life you know there's this thing where people say in i think it's either in grad school or college where it's like you have to choose two of the three. Oh my god you have to choose either it's like a social life sleep or good grades and it's like you could only choose two out of the three. And so I feel like the first semester, I was struggling with those options. Because me, I said there's three things. I'm going to split <laughs> into turds. I'm going to make it work. I did not make it work. <laughs> so what So what two did you have? I felt like um, I, felt like I had uh, social life and grades, but no sleep. Um, and then I feel like I interchanged um, between like a social life and sleep. Um, there came a point where I felt like I was doing a little bit too much social life, not enough grades. But, you know, that's beside the point. Um, I still got the grades, Mom. That's what matters. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think in general, like, the balance was hard for me because I was not only balancing, like, social life, school, and work. I was balancing social life, school, work, home, family, church, my life my spiritual life and all those things in like so in before I knew I'm juggling five seven things you know that pertain to me and my identity 
and I was trying to figure out like who am I at the same time so that was really difficult and that's hard too you know like for example what if what if your supervisor doesn't understand that Mm, that that's hard what if your professor doesn't understand Mm -hmm. that and so like how do you have that conversation or like not even the conversation but like how do you find a solution where okay um there's this event on saturday i have church on saturday Mm -hmm. but you're expected to be there on saturday because it's part of your quote-unquote job description Mm -hmm. but you also know that for you what comes priority is your spiritual life so what do you do in that sense exactly and i think it's like sometimes i feel like i can do it all and I'm like depleting myself and mm-hmm. I'm like Brandy you cannot do it all like you're only one person mm-hmm. um, and I think it's about like being open and honest with like your supervisor or your boss I know last year like there was a time like where it was finals week things were hectic and I I emailed my supervisor I was like listen I need a mental health day I, you know I'm just going through it so like we really have to be like open and honest about mm-hmm. those things. And I think it's so hard for us sometimes because we feel like when we do that, we're not, we're not like being like the best employee that we can be in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like if we call out, we feel like we're not, we're not good enough or we're doing mm-hmm. something wrong. I think it's also, there's like, I witnessed this personally, not me, not myself necessarily, but like, starting in that position I witnessed one of my coworkers who um in a way had a fear of you know taking time for themselves because there was already a name on campus of them you get what I'm saying in the sense of you know he was a black male on campus working Mm -hmm. at a predominantly white institution Mm -hmm. and he knew that any wrong step or any misstep he felt as though that would give him a, them a chance, people a chance to kind of, you know, not look at his, at his work for his work rather than, you know, and, like, always question his character. So, like, for a while, he had a fear of calling out because he was like, no, I have stuff to do, I have work to do, and I have something to prove on this campus. In the end, like, he's killing himself because, you know, <laughs> jobs, positions, they're going to be so quick to put your, you know, before even before you have the obituary, up they're going to be filling your your position you know so it's like in the sense of it's like your mental health really comes should be coming before anything else but growing up we don't have that mindset because think about our parents i don't know about your parents but my parents never i never Never once saw my mom take a sick day i don't even think she knows what that word is sick day what is that no my mom (laughs) My mom would take her day. She'd be like, ah. Really? Oh, no. Yeah. My mom did my, not believe in sick days. Yeah. I think I think earlier on, but, like, later on, my mom was like, you know, the days are there. Let me use them. Mm-mm. But, but, you know, when in high school or, like, growing up, there was no such thing as sick. Oh. I would be sick to my core. My mom would look at me and say, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Get on the bus. And, and so, like, I feel like, in a way, that mentality trickled over and I mean, not even trickled over, stuck with us until now. And I feel like th- for us, the only reason why we're like, okay, like we need mental health days or we need to like take a break is because we're in psychology. If, you know? I, if I was not in psychology, I wouldn't even know. I mean, I would be dead. Mm. That's the intuition uh, for people mm. who are not Haitian. Um, in the sense of like, I feel like I would be 
trying so hard or like stacking so many things on my plate um you know in terms of i don't even think i'd be in graduate school (laughs) at this point (laughs) but my thing is we're doing all of this for what for what what what's the what's the reason you're killing yourself for what Mm -hmm. for who that's true that's true well, I'm trying not to kill myself right now, but, you know, because, like, you know, there's this thing that we learn called, like, self-care, yeah. you know, um, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, you know, I try I try so hard to self-care, to care for myself, my inner being. Um, I'm so I learned. love the idea of self-care. Like, so what you do? I am what just you all do? about it. So first, I want to say that a lot of people think self-care, there's like the stigma that self-care is like, spa you know, day, spa day, like Go getting get your, your nails, nails done, Ooh, massage envy, yeah. <laughs> a beach day. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> but that's really not what self-care is at the end of the day. Self-care could be as simple as you, after a long day, lighting a candle and sitting by yourself and reading. <laughs> Why you laugh like that? Because I really be told that. <laughs> I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Right. Like, no, you know, solitude mm-hmm. and just. Sometimes just, you don't even have a candle. Just put your nightlight on. If you don't have a nightlight, put, put your, your flashlight, phone flashlight on and just sit down. Or just sit in your car and instead of rushing in to go to work, take 10 seconds just to breathe before you go to work meditate that's a really good one like mindfulness meditation yoga that's self-care working out can be self-care if Mm -hmm. you're you know in the gym and you're just killing it that can be self-care um and i think mindfulness like let's just like clarify what mindfulness is oh yeah i feel like a lot of people think it's like hum one two three one two hum it's not that it's not breathe in Mindfulness, honestly, it's, you know, the practice of, I don't want to say practice, but it's the ability to be able to just, like, sit with your thoughts, sit with your emotions, sit with yourself and be present. And, you know, there's this trick that they do. I think, like, they do, like, think about three things that you hear. Mm -hmm. Think about three things, two things that you see. Think about something that you smell in the moment. So it brings you right to that moment and like while you're trying to focus on being present, like I'm telling you, there's like a fog, not a fog, but like a nice steam that like comes on your. No, okay, never mind. No, t- <laughs> tell us more. A steam, a steam a fog. that you know just glides over your body when you just sit and be present. Oh yeah, with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but no it's really powerful it's really powerful thing and um you know maybe we can do a mindfulness practice um podcast for y'all but what else do you do for self-care Brady? so another thing that i really like to do is i love to just blast music in my room um put on some good you know 90s r&b throwbacks that's all she listens to and then hey (laughs) my playlists are eclectic (laughs) but um (laughs) yes um but i'll I'll just i'll just do that and then i'll do my makeup like there are times where i'm so stressed 
and it'll be the middle of the day. I'm not going anywhere, but I'll just do my makeup because there's something so calming. And I think maybe it's me kind of being like grounding myself and I'm in the present moment and focusing on something, but it just calms all of my nerves. And, you know, I'm focusing, you know, on that blending technique. I'm focusing Mm -hmm. on, you know, that arch in my brow, you know, I'm focusing on something in the present moment yeah so that that really calms me down mm-hmm, that's good what do you do for self-care yo um honestly so i i'm still trying to figure it out but i think for me um i really like to like if i really need a moment where like i just really need to breathe like i write like i write whatever's on my mind um i write like how i really feel and like i'll sometimes like i'll rip the paper up and throw it away so i don't have to think about it again Mm -hmm. or you know not let anybody see it but like i'll write and like i have like 500 notebooks in my room that like i'll start in one notebook and then go to another but like it's my way of i think releasing everything and then like moving on um sometimes i'll read and just like take a breather um i also like listen to music so like that's a big thing for me um, like my music choice definitely connects to my mood. Like I don't like listen to just anything. So like when I'm really stressed or like really need to take like a moment to like self care, like I really have to listen to the, a certain type of music. Um, I think also just sometimes it's funny because people often think like self care is like you being by yourself. But like for me, sometimes I just need to be around like certain people. Like I need to, like, sometimes I just love being around like, you know, my family and hearing them laugh or anything, or like, I will try to make them laugh in order to like, you know, hear the giggles or like, you know, if I really need a moment, like I love making people laugh, hearing people laugh, like something to kind of like externally bring joy so I can feel that internally, you know? Mm. So that's, you know, some of the things that I do, I'm trying to, um, you know venture off and do other things that you know require more of an out-of-body experience when it comes to self-care um i'm still in that process you know i'm so young so i got time to figure what that out figure out what that's gonna be for me mm-hmm. yeah that's my self-care your self-care yeah. routine i don't have a you know set routine but you know self-care um a plan in place Options, self-care options. There we go. Yep. That's yep, the yep. word. Got it, got it, got it. Got Thank it. you so much. I yes. try. <laughs> no, but I can't emphasize enough the power of self-care. It's mm-hmm. so important. It really is. It really is. In all aspects of your life, I think, in all aspects of your life. You know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're sitting there, like, you know, if you're my mom, you know, um, I mean, like, if you're our moms, because our mom's going to listen to this, right? Yep. All right, cool. <laughs> so, like, if you're my mom, moms, you know, self-care is important for you, too. I think it's very important for you. So make sure you do it, mom. Yeah. And and it's not a selfish thing, you know? And I think sometimes we can think self-care Yo, can be selfish. Again. We think self-care it's is selfish. Not. Like, you know, I'm not saying, you know, pick up the kids or take a bath. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. We have responsibilities. Right. We have but responsibilities. But I think being able to say... And I think self-care can, for me, it's even saying no. If mm. I don't want to go somewhere, someone invites me somewhere, I can't go. Oh, yes. I, it's not that I'm doing anything. I just can't. I'm mentally, emotionally not there. You know, I think we've, to go. I think we've learned that in a very weird way. Like, I think the last 
spring semester there was a lot of things that we wanted to do like y'all we like i'm telling you like we, me and brandy were always on eventbrite ready for something to <laughs> pop up always on instagram ready for something to pop up because we were in the sense of like I, we want to do something like every weekend but i think there was a moment where like we knew all right every weekend is a lot <laughs> and so slowly we had to realize nah, like we need to say no like we need to plan these outs and right. like pick some days where we can just breathe you know and sometimes i'll see something it'll be like the middle of the semester you know finals are coming up oh, midterms Lord, and i'll dm jude oh i'll God. be like so this, this concert <laughs> knowing we're not going i don't even <laughs> knowing we can't go knowing we have an exam the next morning right. knowing that we have work that day Mm-hmm. And then I'll just send the eye emojis like, so, so what's the word? So, <laughs> <it's> like, mm. <laughs> you know, but to the risk of self-care, like last year, um, we actually, no, this past spring semester, we went to this concert. We went to Mr. Easy's concert. Hey. We were having a rough week. <laughs> and we Mind it. you, we had um, to leave at like 4 or 5 a.m. the mm-hmm. next day to go to um, to lead a group of students on a trip. Why were we at that concert the night before? Self-care. Self-care, pity. Self-care. We were caring for ourselves. And then the next day, we were trying to... On, like, two hours of sleep. Yeah. Care for ourselves, too. <laughs> By not sleeping. But I think that's that's the thing. It's, like, the that whole idea of balance. Like, you know, what's your balance? I think for us, we're still trying to figure out our balance. Like, you know, after being in graduate school, trying to figure out, like, what that next step for us is balancing that out in the sense of okay like we are here right now where do we want to see ourselves what are the steps that we need to take to achieve that but at the same time let's be realistic of how far and where we can go balance is key um especially for for all all of those listening you know you your social life can't trump your work or school life Mm -hmm. if you're partying out every weekend and and those grades are slipping you really need to sit back and think and reevaluate and i'm not saying you know be a homebody or like any of that but just really evaluate like what your goals are where you Mm want to be and and then kind of adjust and balance exactly as you see fit exactly just know that your parents did not send you to school for party they send you for grades Mm -hmm. and degree period (laughs) (laughs) yes um but that is it for today's podcast we want to know what do y'all do for Mm self-care what is your self-care routine look like so let us know on instagram follow us at life goes on podcast we want to know what y'all do for Mm -hmm. self-care tell us we want to learn some new things too Mm -hmm. that'd be fun Mm -hmm. so thank you so much for listening we'll catch you next time (laughs) 